Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to Saturday Draft Live, the countdown to the end of the season, the countdown to the finale, the Royal Rumble, the countdown is on, tick tock, tick tock. Hello, how's it going? Oh, he's jumping the gun, he's premature, but no, that's no change. Uh, I guess all I said to Draft Live this week, but you'll wait, he's fucking turned again, or just, but first I must, or just my co-host for this week, I'm Scott McLeod, as I said, your host, and joining me. Out of the quartet that makes up Saturday Draft Live is a former draft runner in his own right, Jack Graham. Oh yes, everyone. Uh, looking forward to the show and the and the business end of the, of the of the season now. It's shaping up in in both leagues. It's getting exciting. It's all getting to that final big night, the big night that matters most in any draft season, the Royal Rumble night. Let's let's get talking to us. Get let's get to it. One. Yes, exactly. And somebody whose team we're going to delve into later on, a man who has the opportunity at the Royal Rumble to become a draft winner for the first time in the draft and also very exciting for him is Alan McLucas, the host of the upcoming feature show on Roman Reigns. Yes, hello, the main event is here. Especially the funny week the next week, you know, when I'm just about to win it, but you know, I'm, I'm here now, I'll take it, I'll accept it. Well, you you happen to be available, you know, we had, a, we had an opening. Well, you know, Jack did beg. So, I feel sorry for the lad. Ah, oh, begging harsh. Come on. Come on. <laughs> 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 but, you know, we got to start off Saturday the same way we start Saturday Draft Live off every week with the top three of the week. And, Alan, we'll stick with you because number three and eight points is a member of your team. Uh, somebody who famously in the past, in one season when they had to leave due to real life circumstances, Really fucked it for you for a good portion of a season, and you were very angry. And I think you still hold that resentment today. But now she seems to be redeeming herself. That's Becky Lynch, like I said, on eight points. So this season so far, you know, with Becky, she had successful def- title defenses against Liv Morgan. She's got a title defense coming up this uh, next weekend against Dewdrop at the Royal Rumble. Is Becky Lynch seemingly redeeming herself from her previous times as your team, like when she left to go have her child? Yeah, um, bitter, absolutely. And I did say at the start of this draft, if Seth Rollins did decide to knock up Becky, I'd personally fly to the stage and chuck it off. Never, ever again will he screw me out of finally winning the draft. I had the best team that year, and everything went tits up after Becky get knocked up. <laughs> Unintended. That's what I think it started your downfall in the draft, Alan. It's taking you all this time to build yourself back up again. It's your redemption story. Well, that's everyone loves an underdog, you know. That's why I'm I'm life's underdog. Nobody ever picks me out, nobody ever sees me coming, but then when I come, bang, it's all over your face, and you never think. (laughs) That's what Seth said to Becky, I think. (laughs) Uh, You complain. <laughs> uh, I'll come to you for number two in the top three. Uh, number ten, they have ten points. Uh, Kevin Owens, remember Daniel's team now. 
Oh, there's been a, like I said last week, there's been, you know, this has been one of the most unlucky seasons in the history of the draft. I think we people getting released or injured across everybody's teams. But uh, Kevin Owens, when Daniel picked him, there was all this talk, oh, is he actually going to stick around? Is he going to re-sign? And he did stick around, which is good for Daniel. And, you know, he popped up on SmackDown last night, which was unexpected. Uh, so do you think you know, Owens sticking around and also likes the people like him and other people who've seen Big E people been popping up on both Raw and SmackDown to lead up to the Royal Rumble? I think that's, you know, good to get those last touch points for people like Daniel, who by this point we can't tell don't have a chance to win. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, I think, with with, with Kevin Owens. I don't think we've ever seen like Kevin Owens. He's like he's like fourth overall in this season. We've never we've never seen like Kevin Owens kind of be so high in a in a in a season before. So it is, it is good to see, and it is it is really what Daniel's kind of only hope of, of of getting any points at at the Rumble. So you kind of you kind of hope he does best. But I think as, as you were saying, the kind of the crossover scene between. Raw and, Raw and SmackDown right now. It's a it's an interesting one, and I think if if, if Daniel had any sense, I think his current captain CM Punk. So I would I'd definitely be changing that to to Kevin Owens uh, before before Raw. If he, if if he listens and he heeds heeds the words, it's my, my my one bit of advice to to Daniel before the before the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just get, get those last last touch points. You know, get as many as you can because. You know, you do get points for eliminations, you know, by a member of your team in the World Rumble. I don't know how many eliminations Kevin Owens will get, but, you know, if he could get a few, that would help Daniel immensely. Because uh, Kevin Owens is nice and known as a real like, standard Royal Rumble competitor. Uh, but number one, I'm talking to the man who teamed with Kevin Owens on this week, SmackDown, who is also above Kevin Owens because this man does have the captaincy added to him. He's the number one contender for the Universal Championships, Ross's captain. Seth Rollins, he's number one overall on the season with 80 points. Uh, Alan, I'll go to you with this one because Ross is your closest competition at the minute when we get to the, the leaderboard. But you know, Seth Rollins, it seems that no matter how he goes, whether he takes some big losses or if he has some big wins in the season, he's just you know, re showing us once again this season that he's the one of the most consistent and one of the all time great like draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I didn't really expect Rollins to be as high this season, but obviously they've used uh, Ross's utilised him really, really well, and obviously he's been getting in some good storylines, especially this one with Roman. So yeah, he's an absolutely class pick. It's just annoying that Ross is gone. <laughs> and uh, he's almost as uh, annoying as Seth Rollins when he laughs. It's that boy. Uh, when we go over to our leaderboard, the top twelve in the penultimate week of this season. We have Matt, who'll be going back to the Listeners League in a couple of weeks uh, with 60 and a half points right now. So he's not even going to be able to crack triple digits. And you can go back to the Listeners League and think about what he did. Gary Kernan, David Campbell's favourite, a bit of a fall from grace here. 72 points in 11th position. Tom McManus, last week's guest on 74, just a bit ahead of him. Uh, David Hockney on 96 points in 9th place myself. Just 103 points helped greatly by, you know, Jade Cargill being one of the only healthy members of my team with a TBS title defence uh, just last night. Daniel Campbell, the aforementioned person who has given on to his team with 108 points. The GOAT is 112. Jack, you are just ahead of him. Uh, 123.5 points. And then 
awesome. You get the top five, you know, it's a bit of a jump, and you look at who close is between the top two. Number four, we have 127 points. Stephen Wilson, Sarah Grieve, 128 points. Uh, Ross is on 141 points, and Alan is only two points ahead of him on 143 points. And, oh, I do love it when we have a top two going in the final couple of weeks. You know, Jack, you yourself, you had this before, Daniel Campbell, where you were nick and neck for much season six. And, you know, it's always, when we have a two or three horse race, it's always makes that more exciting because you think, what does so-and-so have to do to knock the other one out of contention? I know it's it's quite a it's quite a uh, exciting time, but as 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 we know, as as David Hockney knows as knows well most when it comes to Rumble Night, it can all it can it can all change. And it was Rumble Night that got him the him the victory. So I think Alan and Alan and Ross will be hoping to try and get, create that bigger gap as possible from the likes of myself, David Campbell, and Stephen that has quite good Rumble chances of getting getting good points. So especially I'll say. Becky's uh, Alan's captain, so we're hoping to get like the about the army gap there at the start of the rumble night. So be it will certainly be an interesting finale, I think. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I'll talk about rumble season. I won the rumble season, the survivor rumble season, and uh, season seven. But that was in like second or third going into rumble night. But I had a title defense from one of my players early on in the show, and then a couple of people in the rumble. So it's the idea of having representation across the across the card because. It's interesting that Sarah and Stephen have kind of there's a bit of a gap between their points and Ross and Allen's because it felt like Sarah was a contender to win her first season or Stephen had a contention to be win his third season and how they've suddenly just dropped down in the last couple of weeks because Sarah there were Rumble her only real uh, representation is if Kaylee Ray makes a surprise appearance in the women's Rumble or if Archie Bro happened to be in the ring at the same time during the the men's rumble, obviously, them losing the tie tails kind of felt her. Stephen Wilson, you know, you got if the Street Brothers managed to appear together. Uh, Xavier Woods, obviously, is injured at the minute. Bianca Belair, do you think, Jack, if Bianca Belair somehow manages to pull out a one in the women's rumble, you know, second year in a row, that also, I think it's around 10 or so points for a, around 10 points for a, your player winning the rumble, do you think that would be enough for Stephen to pull it out, or do you think he just falls short? Uh I think he might just fall short because, uh, I, I, see, the only reason I'm saying fall short is because of what I think my team can do that night, uh, which is I don't want to like. I definitely took my own my own trumpet, but I think he his only kind of real gain at Rumble is one match. I've got like three or four matches that night that could potentially get me quite a lot of points. That's, that's the only reason why I, 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 I could do the business for him, but I, I don't think it can. I don't think it can. Hmm. And I'll come to your team and I'll end up like who you have at the Rumble, but we should talk about someone who we thought was going to win the Rumble early on in the season, and that was Sasha Bank, but she's out with an injury, which is pro- probably a big reason for Gary's you know, decline in the, the rankings. And he's officially changing his captain in the last for the last week of the season from Sasha. Austin Theory, Alan, I'll come to you for your opinion. Rumours are that they see big things in Austin Theory, that you could have a big showcase in the Rumble, and the men's Rumble, that is unfortunate for Gary to have to change the kid under these circumstances, but you think of who he has in his team, that's the best decision? No. Um, I think Gary's kind of caught up a creek without a paddle. He doesn't really have a strong enough team for somebody that's going to be a dominant force. Um, Looking at his team, 
I personally think the best option would probably be Balor. Balor's mm. a, a more of a name. Balor's more likely to get more time in the Rumble than I'd imagine Theory would. Yeah. Potentially, you know, a great future ahead of him, but I just don't see it just now. I think he is in a kind of a poor position because also Roderick Strong is on NXT. There's no guarantees he'd pop up in the, the Rumble. Toy Storm's gone. Dash is injured. You never... So it was kind of between Balor and Theory because Heyman and Reigns aren't even together anymore, it seems. Which I think actually should make it quite interesting, uh, Jack, next season because I think now with this that this partnership is over and he seems like Heyman is back with Lesnar, uh, that Reigns might get picked as a singles competitor for the first time in since like season four, maybe. Yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be it'll be really weird because. If what's what is to be happening is is rumored and 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 true, is is this the season that you want to take Reigns as a, as a singles compare competitor like ahead of so many other folk in the first round when we're doing our, our draft night? If he's well, if he if he's rumored to lose to Lesnar potentially at WrestleMania, is it is it worth it? I don't know. He will get taken up, but weighed up against other potential first round picks, it's a it's an interesting story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you look at who else you've you've got, and there's a lot to think about coming into the draft selection uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But Jack, uh, this has been the part of the show that uh, David Hockney always gets excited about. Uh, David Campbell has mixed feelings about. It's time for you to take us to the top five of the listeners' league. So, Alan, feel free to go make yourself a cup of tea or whatever, because. You don't really need to pay attention to this. But, Jack, <laughs> tell us about the Listeners League. Well, it is certainly all happening in the Listeners League right now. And we do have Wee McAteer in fifth place with the Quiz My Ass Club and a four, 148 and a half points. His captain's Adam Cole. Unfortunately for him, Xavier Woods is out injured. Uh, we, we do know this was our band from ringside with the Romans Reigns match. We don't know yet. I don't think we know yet if Usos are facing Viking Raiders at, uh, at the Rumble, so potentially not a lot of points for him to get in that night, so I would officially count out Wayne McAteer, you've had a good run, but uh, unlucky, maybe better luck next season. We do have Robert Shaw in fourth position with the budget cuts, just a half a point ahead of him, 149 points, and we look at Robert Shaw's team, he's Daniel Danielson's his captain, he's got Seth Rollins, who probably will lose to Roman Reigns, RK Bros just lost the belt. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez might appear in the Rumble match, who knows? But Robert Shaw, I'm counting you out, kid. Sorry. Third place, Ryan Leash with hashtag get the people home. He's three points ahead, 152 points. You look at Ryan Leash's team, Big Easy's captain, Usos, Bobby Lashley, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. He's got a lot of potential on Rumble night. Could have happened for him, Big Easy's captain. There's every chance we might see him again in the tag season, but a couple of points ahead of him. Daddy's home bitches, JP, 154 points. We look at JP, Tony Schiavone's his captain, which is, a, which is always, is always a kind of good choice of your captain. But unfortunately, in this season, maybe not this time. He's got Becky Lynch, Usos, Austin Theory, Liv Morgan. He's got some potential at the Rumble for some decent points. But will it happen for him? I don't know. But number one, Jim's unholy rollers, Jim O'Mac, 166 points. A 12-point gap between first and second place we see here. Jim Lomax with Seth Rollins as captain. RK Bro, Damien Priest, Malachi Black, Thunder Rosa, Cora Jade. Seth Rollins will probably take a hit if he loses to Reigns at the Rumble, which will be a, a more points he doesn't really want to lose. 
Damien Priest might have a good show in the Rumble. It's a, it's an interesting one. I think Jim O'Malley hoping to build up as much a gap as possible. But when you look at the potential points that could happen Rumble night, I think it's hard to see past Ryan the Leash. I'm sure I'm biased opinion from uh, <laughs> from Jack Graham there about Ryan the Leash. You know, it would be interesting if Ryan did come up um, or if Robert Shaw managed to pull out. That would make either of them the first ever two-time winner of the Listeners League. But you know, there is also the chance, Joe and Matt, you know, the, a new face coming into the tag season, a season to come into from the Listeners League. But I just got to laugh at JP, just all the daddy's home bitches. Like, what's the image of him just trotting back and going, oh, okay, me, I'm back. Like, ah, you're back where you belong after you came up here and you absolutely shat it, pal. Shat it. All right. Anywho, on to, you know, more important things. Like, Alan McLucas' team... Alan, you had a high position to pick from in the overall selection, uh, and even though you picked from them before, we've learned that you know position doesn't always guarantee success. But it was still a a good decent position that you were in before, or it was or it was a decent position in either case. You got Becky Lynch, which from your position seemed like a no-brainer. I think uh, all the way about the young bucks and Sammy Guevara as your tag team fit and your second round fit respectively obviously you like, came back around to you for the second round you was part of the snake draft uh, Becky I think was an obvious pick but what about these two do these two seem like kind of like ones that were like top of your list yeah um, I didn't know at the time that apparently they were injured or one of my COVID but I, they always appear they always have something in AEW if they're not fighting they've always had a deal package they're always about so they're always going to be one of the top three teams and the thought of Jack and everyone else in front of me not picking Russo's was pretty much non-existent I, you know kind of looking at the points here of uh, all the tag teams they're ranked what fourth fourth fifth well don't really let's be honest we don't really count Pearson DeVille I mean come on that's just a piss trip but actual tag teams are fourth. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, they've done well in the tag team division, you know, and they have appeared. Um, you know, Sammy was always a pick because Sammy was I'll always try to make sure I've got at least a champion in every uh, going into every draft. And he was a TNT champion. Yes, he gets screwed by that blonde bumble bastard. But that blonde double bastard thing has come up in this week when Sammy takes that title. So, yeah, and this obviously Sammy being one of the four pillars and he's getting a really good push in AEW just now. Um, he was one I wanted to make sure that I got because I kind of felt because it's the Rumble season, the majority of people were going to go for WWE folk. So I was hoping mm-hmm. the AEW folk would kind of go unnoticed and it worked for me because I've managed to get a couple of really good AEW picks that's benefited me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, that season, season five, when Beggy went away, you did end up getting Cody, who won the TNT title that season. And it was, we talked about it at the time, his constant defences were, were, came as a big aid to your, to your team at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of almost ironic that, you well, know, Lynch is coming back to help your team as your captain and everything. Whereas Cody is getting in the way of your team as a hindrance because he's also challenging Sammy, this whole, both of them are cleaning being the TNT champion. Do you think that Emil? How do you think your chances of you know winning the season will be impacted if Cody manages to beat Sam? Do you think you can still pull it around to the Rumble, or will that be a major stumbling block for you? It would be a stumbling block. If, I think if Becky win, if Becky fights and appears on Raw again, 
and wins at the Rumble, which he's expected to do, it's going to put him in a very strong position. If Sammy wins on Wednesday, it's going to put him in a really good position. Um, however, again, I need a good lead. You know, I had a 14-point lead yesterday, and now I've got a two-point lead because of that smarmy prick of brother of yours. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping, yeah, because uh, my two picks that will be in the Rumble, best I'm hoping for is a few eliminations and maybe an Iron Man or Iron Woman. And I think Gonzalez has got a better shot of being one. Um, I would hope Corbin maybe get a couple of eliminations because I think I'd be lucky if he gets 10 minutes in the Rumble. Um but I would love to be wrong and see him actually last quite a distance and get a couple of eliminations. So, yeah, it's going to be tight. I mean, the, the one person that's at, for me is going to be actually screwed at the Rumble is Jack. I'm going to be screwed. Yeah. Because you've got the two favourites, Brock and Big E. And you've got Big E as your captain. So if Brock wins, you're still going to have good points, but you're going to lose the double points for your captain. So I... I don't think, well, I, the, the, the original plan was that uh, Roman Reigns was never going to get COVID in my scenario of 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 this of this season of the draft and that I was going to change my captaincy to Lesnar the last week. But obviously, he's defended WWE Titan, I think it's Bobby Lashley in the match. I don't, I don't see Lesnar entering the Rumble because I see Lesnar losing the title at the Saudi show. So I think, I think I could be all right there. But I think even if Big E comes in or Lesnar comes in and wins and just eliminates one person. I think Big E will do enough in the sh- on the on the, in that match to prop me up. It's it's a quite a challenge. I mean, looking at all the betting, Brock Lesnar's the heavy heavy favourite. Big E's the second favourite, but he's quite some considerable distance behind. And then as uh, David Campbell pointed out with his new source, WrestleMania main event is meant to be Brock and Roman again. But I think we're actually interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got any questions about Alan's team so far? Uh, yeah, I, the 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 one that I was I was I was going to ask was probably about Raquel Gonzalez. Was that obviously an NXT two point pick? Twenty five points. It's done you like it's done you really good. It's probably it's one of the the better uh, round round three picks of of the season, I think. But obviously, it was this. This pick was obviously hopeful. I don't know. I don't know if she's confirmed or not for the Rumble match. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but she could be a surprise. A surprise entrant. Was your pick in mind? I thought hard to appear in the Rumble match and get a couple of eliminations with that. Nope. Um, not at all. Never even considered her for the Rumble. Uh, I. I'm going to have to give my game plan away. When I try, when I pick for the draft, I try to make sure I get somebody that's going to appear on every show. So we'll get wrestling on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm trying to fit, work out I'm going to have somebody on every single show to make sure I'm guaranteeing points throughout the week. Whereas previously, uh, I could maybe be raw heavy and then I've got enough or I've got very little to go on for NXT and then uh, AEW, but I thought we were only one show. So I wanted to try and make sure now I've got a blend deal that I'm going to be picking up points consistently through the week and it's worked out well because I've got a fairly balanced team you know and my worst performers are 16 points and up until yesterday um, I was the only person that had the worst performer that's in double digits um, no premature ejaculation Campbell he's now got <laughs> a head performer and 
double digits now as of today. But it's been fairly balanced. But no, Raquel was never considered for the Rumble. It was purely considered on nobody in NXT. Uh, you mentioned Campbell there. His favourite word there in this draft, balanced. He always he loves that word. <laughs> He's not annoyed about that at all. I mean, you say that you had like you took some AEW picks because you knew a lot of people would focus on like some WWE picks and I think rightfully so because obviously the ending is a big WWE show, the Royal Rumble and everything. I think between you and Ross, it would come down to the undercard rather than the Rumble match itself because you got Biggie Lynch, your captain, in a title match, which he's likely to win against Dewdrop, whereas Ross is getting several runs in a title match where all things seem to point that he would lose against Roman Reigns because I don't think either of you have picks that would have strong showings in the Rumble. Like you got Corbin, especially in this current gimmick, yeah, he's more likely just have it get quickly eliminated by somebody. And mm-hmm. then Raquel could get a surprise, be a surprise entry and eliminate a few people, whereas he's got Zia Lee in the who could appear in the Women's Rumble, who reappeared on SmackDown, which is good because when she appeared only that one time, I was starting to think, was she, did she actually appear? Did I imagine that was she a mirage? Uh, but then he's also got Sheamus, who could really surprise us in the Men's Rumble. Uh, he got he's also because other than that, he's team strong at AEW heavy. None of them are announced for Dynamite, but there is always Rampage on the Friday before. Uh, on the Friday before the Rumble. So I think it does come down to those two matches at the Rumble rather than the Rumble match itself. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's what's going to cost Ross in the long run. That is what what you said there and, and obviously Rollins expected to lose. Um so I think that's the only reason Ross won't be able to probably catch me. Um but as I said, I mean it is a very enticing uh, season, but I, I think it Genuinely, I think the closest person to catch me is actually Jack. But it comes down to if Lesnar comes in and wins the Rumble, I don't see Big E eliminating a lot of people. I see him getting a few eliminations. Uh, so it just depends if Jack actually changes his mind. Because uh, I think Lesnar's going to appear in it and he's going to win it, win his match and win the Rumble so he can unify both titles at Mania. It's a good idea. It's is, a, it is, he trying to make you, is he trying to make you think it's a good idea because he just said there you're the closest to catching him? Is he trying oh, to get I mean, I, there, Jack? I know what happened in the chat earlier on, on this week of someone else trying to call and change that his, his, his captain. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I, I, even if the case of Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar will win, right? There's no way he's losing to Lashley because I do see him losing to um, at Lashley at uh, Saudi Arabia. I think I don't think it'll be for a unification of the titles. I think it'll be a universal title match, and I think it will be Big E versus Lashley at Mania. But let's let's say that that happens, right? Lesnar wins his match and comes into the Rumble. He's at entrance thirty or whatever, and just eliminates four folk in one. I think that. But if you even if Biggie doesn't get a lot of eliminations, I think he stands a chance at being like the Iron Man of of the of the thing too. I think he he is one of the big names in this in this match. I don't think he'll be thrown away out as a kind of as a side note. So I think even even at that, I think I still gain quite a bit from having Biggie as my as my character. Some of the points that can be gathered from at the the match, um, I'm sticking with my guns. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, as well and like going into the end of the season there's a the close between you and us we could have a, the first ever back to back winner or we could have a first time winner in yourself or maybe someone like Jack or Cedar or Stephen 
who prop up from the top five out of nowhere on the night. It's still quite unpredictable, but Alan, this is the tag team season we're about to go into, so uh, come the selection, uh, would be you would be picking from last, and uh, to let everybody know how we're going to be doing this, it'll be similar to last season, although we have been very close together, unlike last season, unlike uh, last time we did a tag season, and we will be, the Royal Rumble, the finale will be on the Saturday night uh, next week, then the Sunday following uh, the Mavo members of Saturday Draft Live will be the, the, will be here in the evening to do a will be here Sunday evening to do a live stream to do a, spin the wheel reveal who the who the teams will be. Also, we know that the Goat Tones will be together, but this is a case obviously put, determining the the selection order of each team. And whoever wins, their name will be left off the wheel if they're already picking last. And when we spin the wheel, whoever the last name is on it is automatically paired with the winner of the previous season. And then the very next day, Monday, so you've only got 24 hours to get your strategy together where the the actual selection will go down. So, Alan, obviously, it's out of your control if you do win uh, who you get picked with if you're picking from last. But in an ideal scenario, who would you like to be tagged up with in the tag team season? Ideally, no. I've never done a tag season. This would be my first time. Um, I think I'd need to say Stevie Wilson. Beelzebub. <laughs> uh, Stevie's always a very consistent draft performer. And, you know, he's getting the access and information to all the leaks. And he says he's no, but we don't believe him. We all know he's in the media. He's getting told things that are coming. That's why he's picking the way he picks. So he would be my first choice. I think if I had to pick somebody after that, uh, if I wasn't available, Stevie, uh, It'd probably be you, Scott, because obviously you've done very well in the draft previously, and you're very, very insightful, and you're a re- you're a walking wrestling encyclopedia. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be you, Stevie. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who teamed with Stevie in the last tag season, you know, you say he's because he's not as competitor, not as consistent as a draft fucking tag team partner. But you know, I'm not better about that at all. <laughs> so thank you, I'm very honoured about that. I mean, I have had a few rocky seasons recently, so. Oh, I'm looking to find the best tight team part to help you know, redeem myself and to build up my average a bit more. Jack, you were like teasing in our group chat that you already knew who you wanted to tag, who your ideal partner would be. You want to reveal that, or are you just going to keep that to yourself? Um, go on, tell us. I, I, I foresee myself winning this season, right? I will be the first three-time champion. I'll be the first person to ever win from drafting the first. And I'll have won three out of the last six seasons. So once I've done that, I feel like I've done everything that I can do in the draft, aside, aside from winning the, 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 the tag season. But at, at this point, for me, it would all be about giving back. So I want to team with someone that's not won the draft before. I want to team... Ideally, I want to team with Stacey. Because I think she she gets she gets too much she's too much of a not like a, a, not 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 like a not like a joke but she's always seen as the the Stacey Smith participation trophy award I don't want that I want her to actually win and I I want to help that or I want to help whoever comes up from the listeners league and win the title some I need I want to give back you know what I mean that's there's a kind of the kind caring guy I am. I'm giving back to the draft and that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I've never see, heard somebody, you know, suck his off so hard at the start of that sentence <laughs> and, then, and then try to sound so humble at the end. 
I'm trying to get puking at the end. I should hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how dare you talk down to Stacey in this way? Oh, I'll help you, see. I'll help you when I'll... Yeah, and that's what you're saying. Bastard of a boy he is. No, we used to think, no, used to think you were a good boy, Jack. Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> And also, you guys think about the listening league winner, you know, David Talkney was paired with Robert Shaw, and I know he, he tries to claim, oh, no, uh, he was a good tag team partner. Oh, yeah, sure he was. He was you, know, you both wanted to finish mid-table. Uh, so, you know, it can be an up-and-down thing to the team with the listening league winner. I mean, I know, Jeff, unless it's Ryan Delgleish that comes out as the listening league winner, I'm sure you'd, you'd hate to be paired with the listeners league winner. Hey, if, I, if I'm getting paired with a Listeners League winner, it looks like I'm going to be getting paired with a two-time Listeners League winner. So, I, I, regardless of it being it being Ryan or not, if, if I do win this this season, and I do get to pair with a, a Listeners League person. So, I, I I feel confident enough, regardless of who it is in the Listeners League, is, if it's one of the two-time folk that they have a a bit of a bit of sense of what to do with the draft. Mm. Well. I'm not entirely sure who I want to team with because, you know, I'm not even entirely sure who's actually still coming. I think we're still confirming the numbers for next season. You know, and also, I don't want to put it out there, what my ideal partner would be this person, because then fate will conspire against me and pair me with probably the Listeners League winner. So I'm not going to put it out there. I'm not going to jinx myself. But, yeah, but do you have any further questions for Alan before we, we come to the end of this episode? Eh. Hey. No, 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 no further questions. All I'll say is uh, uh, good luck. As I'm not speaking as a as a compared here as a as a as a rival in the draft, but as a as a host, I, I hope you get you can you can build up that bigger gap you want to get that that first draft one. Well, thank you. I'm I'm planning on leaving that on both the draft winner and the ESSR champion. I'm planning <laughs> being Alan Two Belts. Yeah, it's very rare, but it does happen. Uh, there's no further questions for me either, your daughter. So we'll we'll come to a close for this episode, the penultimate episode. Next week will be the season ten or season eleven finale. Is it season eleven? I can't remember anymore. What number are we on? I can't remember. I got. I thought season eleven, season twelve is the next draft. I. season eleven. Well, eleven. Uh, whatever season, it's a finale anyway. Uh, Hey, David and David rounding out the season and looking ahead to the final stop on this season before it all kicks off again, the big, the high point of any season, which is the selection show uh, to follow. And also it'll be interesting with how the draft, how the tag season follows uh, with the snake draft implemented into it. So it'll be a lot to keep, a lot to keep an eye out for there. But I'll talk I will say thank you to my, my co-host, the man who, towards the end, was talking more about his arse than East Ventura, uh, Jack Grimm. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> and to potentially the first, uh, a first-time ever winner in Alan Lucas. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, if you do come out on top, by the way, you'd be only like one of three people outside of the four SDL, well, one of only four people outside the being SDL hosts to win it, because obviously the four of us I've won it. Then it's been Ryan as part of the tag season. Ross, Stephen. So you know we need some. You need some new blood in that and the you know, the history of this draft. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it for the people. The people need 
Pep Guardiola need a new champion. He did it for the draft. He did it for the people. <laughs> and we do this for the people. And we'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.